sisters, welcome back to She Is Becoming. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's Word together, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our episodes on church history, doctrine, culture, testimonies, and more on whatever podcast platform you typically use. And make sure that you follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you can receive a notification when we post a new episode. And follow us on Instagram at She Is Becoming Podcast so you can catch our additional episode resources and engage with us. Well, I am your co-host Delaney here in the studio with my co-host Bev, and that was kind of a mouthful and I need to take a breath. Yes, would you oh, please? Lord, and, have and, mercy. And tell them that the Instagram, it's all one word. She is becoming She podcast is becoming podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, no spaces. If you no want to see what we look like and not just hear our voice, go yeah. on our Instagram. Yeah. yeah. We do have faces. We, we are do, not just nameless voices. We do voices. have faces. We try hard to keep them presentable, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. It, it depends. It's a it depends Saturday day. morning, really, really early, so no cameras are on right now. Yeah, thank the Lord. I know. For I that. know. I'm kind of glad about that, too. But we have something really special today, and um, I want you to introduce the topic. Yeah, today we are going to be talking about our personal time with the Lord. Um, How do we keep this important discipline in all stages of life? What are are some of the obstacles and what are some of the things that um, can help keep us faithful to this? Um, You know, as I was thinking about this topic, Bev, um, I kind of like to think about it in two parts. Um, I like to think of our personal time in the Lord as what I'm gaining, not getting, very specific in that language, um, and also what I'm giving. And this was a thought that was inspired by Elizabeth Elliot. So, you know, the Holy Spirit, when we spend time in the Word and we spend time in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit enables us to gain knowledge, wisdom, dependence, more love for God, um, you know, and then what we're getting, I think is a more legalistic term. So I like to think of, you know, not, I don't want to think of God as like in a transactional way of what can I just get from him? Like, I don't, I want to seek his face too. And so gaining feels more like, okay, I'm gaining um, more knowledge of who he is. And then on the other end, what I'm giving, like if we're, um, you know, living sacrifices, living offerings to God, then what I am giving to the Lord is, Um, my best, my heart, my thoughts, my gaze during that quiet time with the Mm -hmm. Lord. And so I think that that's the way that we should kind of start to think about um, our personal time with the Lord is what I'm gaining and what I'm giving. Giving. I love that. And I like the distinguishing words that you're using so carefully because we do give a lot in our quiet time, our Mm -hmm. confession. Yeah. We give our undivided attention or yeah. as best we can as best we can yeah, yeah. exactly we we give uh, praise and worship I mean so there is a give in there for us as well which is really um, an important part to think about because we can become very legalistic about some of about this topic yeah so we want to keep it a about a relationship about a free uh, back and forth relationship and I think those two ideas Delaney really helps us distinguish those yeah and Elizabeth Elliot said um, she gave three points when she was talking about quiet time with the Lord she says that the first step is that you surrender your own will I was oh like whoo that's okay, good. Start with just, humility. Okay. Let's just start right away. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, receive your orders from the word. Orders. Your orders. Strong. And then she said, the third thing is the rest of your day, obey those orders. Yeah. Well, she's very business-like in a lot of ways she and is, very but, serious. But I loved that. But it's real for her. And that's, yeah. she, she doesn't, she did what she says that we should do. Too, and I think take know? it like a charge almost. Exactly. Like I liked the Commanding way that she, officer. yeah, think you know? about it like that. Mm-hmm. It is that important. So um, those are just a couple of thoughts as we, we get into this conversation here. Well, 
Oh, it's not going to be just us this morning, Delaney. We've got two very special guests in our studio this morning. We have um, two women who are in totally different life stage. We have Lauren Ibach and we have Nicole Zare, and they are going to share. They're in very different life spots right now. Mm-hmm. I am, Delaney, you are. Yeah. So we've really got a variety here. And the hope is that when you hear our these two guests and Delaney and I share as well on this idea of personal quiet time, whatever you call that, uh, your Bible time, devotional devotions, yeah. whatever it is, you know what we're talking about here mm-hmm. today. And you're going to hear from the four of us. And hopefully this will encourage you, inspire you, even a little conviction if you are not doing this and you know that this would really... Um, enhance your relationship with the Lord. Remember, mm-hmm. it's about relationship more than just filling in blanks for a Bible study or something like that. This is a special time set apart. So enough said. We want to introduce our guests. Lauren, I'd love it if you would tell us a little bit about yourself to the listeners and what stage of life you're in. Now, mm-hmm. Ibach is a very familiar name. Yeah. Could Jeannie be your mm-hmm. mother-in-law? Yes. Okay. She is. You'll hear me refer to her probably in this conversation. <laughs> okay. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and the life stage. Well, yeah, artist and a writer in my free time, work time. And um, I've been married to my husband, Luke, for seven years. And I am five weeks postpartum. So I'm a brand new mom. Wow. And you slept how many hours last night? I slept six, but in chunks. Okay. <laughs> so not, okay. not all the way through the okay. night. Okay. Okay. We're not any, there yet. Any REM sleep? <laughs> Probably not. Yet. not. not no. Yet. <laughs> What's no. that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. Thank true. you so much, Lauren. Let's go to Nicole now. And mm. would you introduce yourself and your life stage? Yes, I'm Nicole and I have been married almost 17 years to Seth. Um, We came here uh, to Grace as a young married couple over 15 years ago. Um, I have four kids. Uh, They are, they age from six to 12 and um, I'm a homeschool mom. So So you're right in the thick of it. Yes. (laughs) All right. We love that though. That's sweet. Busy days. And both of you, you know, are in the Mm -hmm. stage where you think, oh, how can I have time for that you know mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. so and they're busy in different a, ways yes, too a, like a good conversation Nicole you're probably running around a lot and Lauren you're probably sitting mm-hmm. a lot and you know <laughs> <laughs> snuggling and doing yeah. all the things yeah and isn't it great to talk to adults yeah I remember yeah, as a fun. young young mom like that like oh, I hope I know how to make a conversation put yeah. words together yeah. in a sentence <laughs> so true yeah so well this is going to be fabulous Delaney and I have prepared some questions just to kind of prompt our discussion here and um, we want to talk about how you manage your time with God in your particular life stage so um, let's start with Lauren and Delaney how would you like to start the discussion with the question um what does it look like what does it look like for you Lauren like you're you're up a lot. You're not sleeping a lot. You're in a time where it's like the sweetest time and one of the hardest times probably of, um, your life. (laughs) Um, one of the best times, but, um, what does this look like for you practically to spend time with the Lord every day? Yeah. I feel like just to start when Bev texted me about coming on the podcast, I was just like, 
I don't have a quiet time. <laughs> Why is she reaching out yeah, to me? Yeah, that's real. That's real. And yeah, it is real. So then Jeannie came over, I think it was that evening, and she was like, did you hear from a certain someone? Because she didn't want to like... Tell you if you tell didn't me know in, yet. in case I didn't know yet. And I was just like, yes, I heard from Bev today. And honestly, I just feel some imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I should say yes, because I truthfully don't know what I'm doing. I think, I mean, I was... Mm-hmm maybe two weeks in at that point. And so just getting past the total sleep deprivation and all of that. Um, so and physically you're exhausted. You're, yeah. you're, you're still healing. Giving birth is not nothing people. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a six week recovery for your body as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. So I'm not even through that yet, but, um, but obviously I would love Jesus and I am seeking him. I want to seek him in that time and really, utilize those different pockets where I can. And so my quiet time where it's really intentional and I'm opening my Bible and I'm in my prayer journal, that's not happening very often. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, my husband is really good at recognizing when I need that time. And he really encourages me because I think probably all of you would really relate to the fact mm-hmm. that as a mom, it's hard for you to just walk away, especially yeah. in those really demanding first mm-hmm. weeks. But when I'm not having that really just getting into it one-on-one time with the Lord, I am utilizing that time nursing, mm-hmm. listening to conferences and um, getting caught up on She Is Becoming, not even mm-hmm. joking. I <laughs> was listening to the Daniel uh, series and that was great. And even listening to scripture, I was listening to Romans while I was straightening my hair the other day. Yeah. And what else? Um, oh, running scripture memory that I've been working on through, um, or just throughout my pregnancy and all of that. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of really trying to prepare, knowing that I wouldn't really have the mental capacity to kind of add more of that into my life. And mm-hmm. um, so just staying fresh in the word in those ways, especially in ways where I don't need to use my hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What it's is literally your, all hands on deck What right is your now. normal discipline though, before baby? Before baby, I kept a prayer journal and so I just What was really in your loved. prayer journal? Prayer requests or or are you um, journaling to the Lord? What is that? Journaling to the Lord, just really keeping it conversational like as if writing letters to God. I like I mentioned I'm a writer, so just really writing for me is my favorite form of communication. Mm-hmm. And so I just really feel like I can get my thoughts a lot more focused than when I'm just in my head or even out loud sometimes but then also spending time in the word in various ways it can just be reading it can be bible marking it can be really intense deep bible study really just depending on the season and I think in the season you're in I know for me when Jax was little a thing that I really learned in that time was how to be quiet before the Lord Mm -hmm. because I was forced to be quiet yeah Like before when I would study the word, it was, um, you know, I'd have something playing or there'd be things going on. And, you know, with newborn baby, I got to keep where I'm at quiet. And so it forced me to pray in when it was silent around. And that was a really good discipline for me. And I also found that in those nights in the rocking chair where there was nothing else going on, no distractions as I was nursing, Um, that I heard the Lord very loudly and very Mm. clearly. And so I think 
that stage that you're in is super sweet for that reason. And even though it looks different and I think we can sometimes feel like, okay, maybe I'm not doing enough in this way because I can't do what I've normally done. Exactly. But remembering that being still before the Lord is actually a hard discipline and you can still hear the Lord. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm like, I think that that time is, uh, I I look back and I actually crave those times because Mm. I was forced to be quiet. And so I think that that's a really sweet thing about the stage of life that you're in. And this is what it is. You know, you're, you're, you have, we have to be flexible, especially as women, because there are these different seasons in our life, Lauren, and you know who you are when you didn't have that responsibility and how much you sought the Lord and what you did and what really fed your soul. And now you have to improvise a little bit and find new ways. And you're, you're just doing that. And that's a beautiful thing because that's, Like you said, you love the Lord, and that's what you want. All right, let's switch to Nicole now, mom of four, homeschooler. Um, Tell us a little bit about your time Mm. with God and how you manage that. Well, I can relate to Lauren. Um, I felt like in the younger years, it was a lot of kind of bite-sized pieces Mm -hmm. with the Lord. And then now in the season of my kids are mobile, they're, <laughs> they're all running around and um, just being really disciplined to get up in the morning mm. and have a really unhurried time mm. with him. Um, you know, 30 to 45 minutes uh, for me is, is really wonderful because it feels like that amount of time I can really have that appointment with God. And, um, so the morning I really do a lot. I do my quiet time and then the afternoon is, is more study time. So for me, um, really being disciplined with my kids, uh, Mm. the time that they can wake up and the time that they can get up, uh, I, I kind of focus my unhurried time around that. Uh, cause I know in the morning, just being able to get really focused on my day, um, especially with, with homeschooling, it's a lot of outpouring, um, a lot of patience. And so, uh, I choose to, you know, take that time in the morning to really sit in a passage and really meditate on that and do some journaling as well. Yeah. I heard three huge things that you just said. First of all, that you are, you're disciplined and you're fighting the urge to press snooze. You're getting up Mm -hmm. that you're creating a system where you're like, okay, here's my built-in time. And that you're also teaching your kids of like, hey, this is when mom starts her quiet time Mm -hmm. and you can you can wake up and you can do this at this time Mm -hmm. if you're awake or you need to leave me alone until this time. (laughs) Go back to sleep. (laughs) That's huge. What is that like? What was that like for you? Um, Like teaching your kids that Mm. because I would love to Mm. know (laughs) personally. Could you give some practical (laughs) tips here? Um, I feel like for me, um, you know, at the point where they can tell time, Mm -hmm. uh, we've had kind of this 745 wake up time where you can interact with mom and dad. Um, my husband and I are sitting at the kitchen table most mornings, um, in our own quiet time, not really talking to one another, but having our own quiet time. And so recently we've allowed our older kids to get up and they can greet us, but they are spending time with the Lord Mm -hmm. on their own. And so I was really convicted um, within the past couple years of what are my kids going to first see me in the morning? Are they going to see me scrolling on my phone or are they going to see me in prayer? Hmm. And uh, just really wanting to, I I purposely take my time up to that 745 time so they can catch me and see what I'm doing and um, just really 
wanting to model that for them as well as knowing, you know, I'm just desperate for him um, to to seek him in the morning and for him to give me um, that strength and that um, knowledge of him and who he is and, mm-hmm. and really kind of reorient me as to who I am and just yeah. my, my desperate need for him. Can you talk about when you first started doing that mm-hmm. versus what it's like now? Like, was it hard to get into that rhythm? Was it, did you find that you were like, oh, maybe don't like doing this. And now it's like sweeter to you. What was that? What was that progression like for you? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, in the morning it was very tempting to sleep more cause I do. And en- I do enjoy my sleep, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I would say overall just, continuing to, um, he, he's really calling me out to spend more time with him. And that's kind of where I am now. I want to increase time with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do the 30 to 45 minutes. That's a good chunk, but he's really asking me for, to, for more of my mm-hmm. time. And so I feel like it just started with a little bit of time and, uh, you know, just kind of backing up even my wake time just slowly, um, mm. to add more time. So you just so, did it in little bits at a time. You're like, chunks. I'll wake up a little bit earlier, yep. even five minutes earlier. So I, wow. I feel like it's just, um, you know, he's, Smart. he wants my time and yeah. it's really an unhurried appointment. So if you can think of it kind of like a, you know, a dentist appointment, Oh, I missed that. I'm going to reschedule it. So if I, if I miss my time with him, I'm going to pick it up in the afternoon. Oh, I love that. And Nicole, um, I want to give you three gals some perspective you wouldn't have with your life stages that you're at right now. But I, too, sat in my chair. I didn't sit at the table, but I always had the quiet time in front of my growing children. And all three of them are in the Word every morning. Mm. And their spouses. And now they're training their children, sitting around their tables with them, with their Bibles open. They're seeing that. They're, they're, They're modeling that. So that is a powerful image, mm. powerful image. And, um, that their faith has developed. I mean, I read through the Bible, they're reading through the Bible. Mm. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see it in your adult children and you will someday, you yeah. will mm. see That's it. Beautiful. That's yeah. very encouraging. And for me, I, um, I have to be at work at a certain time and, um, Jax gets on the bus. We leave at like 7 AM. So oh, that's early. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, for I'm I'm debating do I wake up at 5 30 do it before he's not going to see me all the things working through that kind of figuring that out still but um something that I do since I do have to bring him super early and then basically go straight to work is um I talk about it you know he might not see me like I saw my mom sitting down doing her study in the morning but I talk about it like hey like when you go to school like this is what I'm gonna do Like I have an hour and I'm going to spend time in the word and we'll pray in the car. So trying to figure out a creative way to model that to him, even though he has to go to school and he's not able to see me doing it. But Delaney, I think I know you well enough to know you've Mm -hmm. got your nose in that Bible or studying or Mm -hmm. you love God's word. I he's picking Mm -hmm. it up. Trust me, dear. Yeah. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's hard like we. I am not able at this point right now to do it before I leave for work. And so I know that there are other women who feel like that, who, because we have to be at work at a certain time and sometimes that's really early. So just being creative about how you're communicating to your children, what you do. And that was something for me too. Like, I remember asking my mom when I was little, like, when does dad do his Bible study? She was like, he does it at work. 
And so she started telling me about what he did at work because I wouldn't see him at home. He was not like a sit by the fireplace like my mom was at home. He was like a, I sure. want, I go to my place and this is where I study in my office at this time from this time. And so when my mom started sharing that with me, that was really helpful of like, okay, he, he is doing it just maybe not in the way that she is. And so mm-hmm. the, the perspective was helpful for me. But. but then you had this little gap between dropping Jack's off and starting work. Yeah. So I get, I get actually about an hour and a half in the mornings between, um, you know, him going to school and then me having to go to work. And so I am studying, doing cheese becoming sometimes and school and all the things. So it's been a sweet time, but that actually, you know, in comparison from the newborn stage, the baby stage to this, um, it feels like such, there's a lot of freedom with it when they're able to have some structure and routine and school has been such a blessing. So, yeah. Um, let's go to our next question here. We'd love to hear from you guys who like first shared with you about the need for daily time with God. Why don't Lauren, you start? Yeah. Well, it was actually the two gals who led me to Christ. And it was because they spent time with the Lord that I was drawn to Jesus. Hmm. And I'm not just saying that to be cute for this podcast. Like it's Mm -hmm. very true. How how (laughs) did you know they were doing that? So, I mean, I'll try to share my story in short. Um, I showed up when my friends were already in conversation. They had invited me to come and have ice cream and French fries with them Cute. at McDonald's. Yep. So there's my Jesus McDonald's. <laughs> I want to eat in prairie. No. Um, anyway, I showed up and they were talking about Bible studies they were involved in and prayer journaling. And I, I mean, I could see the change in them because they hadn't been like that previously. They were also new believers. And I felt like I had nothing to contribute to the conversation. But as they were talking and as they were encouraging me in my life stage, I began to, I mean, I grew up learning that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and that he rose from the dead. And that if I believed in him, then I would go to heaven. But I didn't understand the concept of grace Mm -hmm. and forgiveness once and for all, or that Jesus wanted a relationship with me. And so they really shared that with me. And especially the having the personal relationship part was Mm -hmm. just so big for me. So I was home for spring break and I started a prayer journal, started talking to the Lord. And I, so you were college. I was in college. I was a freshman in college. Yep. And so I, while I was home, I started a prayer journal and I just remember that first entry where I was like, I don't know if you're really listening because I'm not folding my hands, but (laughs) I really want to know you. Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, I mean, that's just been one of the primary ways that I connect with God in prayer. (laughs) Hmm. How about you, Nicole? Who was instrumental for you? I feel like for me, it's been within the last, um, I would say five years that I, I was using my my study time as as my quiet time, and I know that that's there there aren't specific rules um, to this, but I I feel like a, a mentor recently uh, had shared with me a little bit about journaling, and uh, had just shared some things that I'm like her relationship with the Lord is is a little different than mine. I feel like mine. Um, I love studying the word. And so I, I like the key, the questions and the mm-hmm. answers. I like the academic part of just kind of, you know, interacting with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But a mentor had shared with me about really just sitting in a passage and um, 
really just meditating on kind of the attributes of God and uh, being able to think about, uh, you know, that application personally in just a, a smaller passage of scripture, just really kind of sitting in that longer. And I had never heard of that before. So mm. I would say a mentor mm-hmm. um, shared that with me over coffee and then over time I, I kind of interviewed her and asked her more questions. Now, what does that look like? Can you tell me that? So I feel like she taught me mm-hmm. kind of what that quiet time looks like. So yeah. that's how you develop this. Like in the morning you have your quiet time and then later you do your study time. <laughs> I have not heard that before. I That is very interesting perspective. I really like that. What do you find that that does? Like, how does that help you when you're just sitting in the passage of the morning and then separating that time versus yes. your academic time in the afternoon? Yes. So I, um, I took the on mission class at grace. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a discipleship class. And one of the pages in the, the God's word tab had kind of, I'm a visual learner, had a chart and it had, um, quiet time on the left and then, um, your studying time on the right. And this just really helped me to kind of see that my quiet time is really, um, a heart response. Mm. So it's really a time of, you know, refreshment and stirring and it's also very consistent. And then the studying time is really the mind. It's engaging the mind. And it's it's very rich and it's instructional. And so I, I felt like, to me, that was um, kind of eye-opening to kind of see that there are, um, again, not specific rules. But for me, this really kind of broke apart a quiet time versus a study time. And mm. so my study time is more in the afternoon when my kids are in a quiet time in their rooms. And I'm I'm spending some time uh, in, in my study. I'm in the Genesis study this year. And so that's when I'm going to be doing that, um, that specific study. And another way it also says in the sheet to really think about it is a quiet time is really like compared to flying over the city in an airplane, you're kind of just getting the views and then the being in the word is more you're kind of seeing street names and you're seeing the names of coffee shops and it's really in depth. Hmm. And so for me, that was really helpful to kind of see, you know, this is a relationship with the Lord, like what Lauren was sharing. This is personal. And so my quiet time is really that that appointment with God. And then my study time in the afternoon is really interacting with his word and, you know, doing the the question and answer, doing the, the actual Bible study. Do you feel like that's helpful for your personality, like to separate them? Like, does that, are you a person where like, if you're in the academic kind of part mm-hmm. of all of that, it's mm-hmm. harder for you to think about the heart response or is that, is that kind of? Yeah. 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 I mean, I would say I'm, I'm a first board girl, so I'm very like rule, you know, kind of focused on, um, kind of how things should be done Mm -hmm. more or less. And so I feel like the study time, if I'm only really heavy study, I'm kind of missing kind of that, that personal, you know, the, the personal relationship part, I'm getting a little more swept up in, um, in in the study and the study is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The study is good, but I'm also, yeah, really focused on what's the right answer here. Mm. And again, it's, it's all wonderful. Yeah. It's all wonderful. Totally. It's all God's word. But I've I've seen that in myself that I really need that quiet time first. Yeah. In order and, and sometimes, you know, if I have a longer quiet time, I might start doing my study a little bit towards the end mm-hmm. if I'm lingering there a little bit, if I have a little more time. But I, I'm doing that quiet time first yeah. to really mm. talk to him. This is such an interesting conversation because when I was just a new believer and just starting Bible study, that was the thing I looked out at my group and I said, Okay. 
do you do this as a quiet time or do you do do your lesson another time? And there was a mixed response there. But for me too, I have discovered I have to have a study time that is, I'm ever, you know, I am with the Lord during my study, but that morning time is, um, is more focused on just hearing him speak to me through the word and prayer. Mm -hmm. So that's such a big difference. And who started me? I was working with the woman. I was 20, newly married. And she said, just do it five minutes a day. And she called it a seven up, Hmm. two and a half minutes in the word, two and Hmm. a half minutes in prayer. uh, uh, And then, uh, you know, she had it divided up in a cute little way like that. I forgot exactly how it's gone, but I thought I could do five minutes. And so I think that's really uh, important for us to start small. Like you say, you are increasing it. And that's what happens when you get in the habit, you start increasing it. You want more and you want more. You get so thirsty for him and you realize the value of it. It's not discipline anymore. It's desire. Mm-hmm. And I would love to add just as a new mom, I totally am kind of the way that you guys are where I would keep my quiet time separate mm-hmm. from my study time for the same reasons. But I recognize that in this season, mm-hmm. my quiet time is probably going to be that time in Bible study. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer this year is that I would be more prayerful during that time and that it would be more conversational because it can be yes. and it needs to be for me right now. Yeah, I love I, that. Yeah. And I am in a season where because I'm also in college, my time with the Lord is always very layered. So like I, I'll be studying for this and I'll be reading a certain passage of scripture and then I just stop and I'm like, that's my quiet time. I Mm -hmm. stop and I meditate on one part of it for a couple of minutes and then I continue on in my lesson. It's not that I'm not in the word. It just looks different for me right now. And so if you're a student, that could be something that's helpful for you. And sometimes I get to do the quiet time in the morning, which is great, but I don't always have time for that because I'm like, I have a test at this time. And so I'm like, how can I incorporate this in a creative way into every what day. you're doing mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. so it has to it has to do that now we've talked a little bit about some obstacles but what are specifically your obstacles um let's start with you lauren if you don't mind <laughs> obstacles about what seven pounds <laughs> yeah. is that hate to ever call a baby an obstacle but definitely mm-hmm. you have you're responsible for a new life mm-hmm. yeah obviously just the physical and mental demand is the primary obstacle and you can fit Mm -hmm. everything really under that umbrella. Um, Right now though, it's that fussy time at night. Um, You know, I... Valley of the shadow, Dr. Dobson (laughs) called it. (laughs) It's just really Everybody's tired. (laughs) Yep. It's the end of the day, but praise the Lord, Luke's off work, so I'm not doing it alone. But I mean, I would normally like to have, I mean, I would like to have my quiet time in the early morning, but now... I wake up in the morning and first thing I need to feed her. Mm -hmm. Of course. And I'm still in in desperate need of sleep. And so God knows my physical needs and he has so much grace for that. I don't think he expects me to have quiet time right when I wake up in the morning. And Mm -hmm. I don't really have the luxury of even getting up just an hour earlier because those shifts between feedings are so short right now. And so, um, yeah, I like to, I mean, I've been having more of my quiet times in the evening or Mm -hmm. afternoon. And a lot of times, I mean, now that Bible study has started up, it's 
primarily that. But now that um, our daughter is getting fussier at, in the evening, I'm just like, okay, I just need to be praying that God protects that time and that maybe, maybe she'll take a nap in her crib in the middle of the day. Maybe I will you know, get lucky in that way. He does provide. To Mm -hmm. utilize those times and to recognize that I need that time first um, versus all the other things that I want to do. I desperately want my house to be clean, (laughs) of course. I need to desperately want the Lord more. And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. How, Um, how Lauren though, have you seen God sustain you during this? I feels like a survival time a little bit. Um, like just in your relationship with him, how have you felt him just sustain you, even though you're getting, you're getting these great pockets with him, but I mean, his spirit is sustaining you. So how mm-hmm. have you kind of seen that and felt that in this stage that you're in? Several ways, but I think primarily just through the wisdom and encouragement of those in my life, mm. starting with my husband, Luke. And I mean, he's really, been trying to spend more time in the word himself and recognize that he's really carrying the weight for our family right now because Mm. he doesn't have the same physical demands that I have. He can't, he can get up earlier before he starts work and all of that. And so we have a lot of conversations, just the two of us. And so that's really helpful. But then I'm just surrounded by so many wonderful women Mm -hmm. in my life who are just either encouraging me with truth and wisdom from scripture or just from life itself even just mm-hmm. hearing this doesn't last forever and right even having fr- especially having friends who are just a few months ahead of me and their lives look totally different that's really encouraging to yeah. me too yeah mm. the, the the body of christ coming alongside you know mm-hmm. we need each other how about you nicole mm-hmm. yeah i can relate to a lot of what lauren's saying because i uh, even though my kids are older, I still have similar obstacles. Yeah. Uh, and those would be primarily, you know, managing my sleep um, because my kids are sleeping through the night, but, you know, you can stay up later. And then that, that you know, then it's harder to get up in the morning. So being, you know, disciplined with my bedtime as well as, um, you know, busyness can just crowd out um, time with the Lord, just kind of other things taking precedence over my time. So I feel like um, really just guarding that time and, you know, my expectations with my kids to um, really have that time with him because it is busy. It's busy in all seasons. It just looks a little different as they get older. Um, So I would say primarily sleep and, um, you know, getting to bed on time as well as just being being busy would be would be my obstacles. Yeah, my my obstacles are pretty similar too. I mean, I am not disciplined um just in general it's something uh, i have uh, to work uh, at i have to work <laughs> at it i'm disagreeing with her listeners it is not natural for me i am a very like it. i do it i'm very a go with the flow like person and i it is it is challenge is very challenging for me so that's an obstacle for me and i also there is a sense of with single parenting like Um, I don't, there's nobody else in the morning, you know, like there's nobody else at night. It's, it's me and I have parents that help and are wonderful, but they are asleep downstairs in their room and I'm upstairs with Jackson. So if, um, you know, he's up and I'm not able to get that time in, then I'm not able to get it in. And so that's kind of a challenge for me. And the Lord has really been working in me of like not being, uh, frustrated by that or angry by that, but how can I, use that time 
um, you know, like the whole holy interruptions thing. How can I incorporate Jax into that time if he's awake or if he's not, you know, um, being still or something? <laughs> like, how can I, like, what are some ways that I can, like, pull him into my quiet time or something like that has been um, really helpful. But those are kind of, I mean, some obstacles I face. And then I think just, like, the general, like, you're burned out sometimes and you're like, I would rather sleep an extra, I feel like I would rather sleep an extra 10 minutes than to get up 10 minutes early. And so that's kind of a thing that I always am pushing and working against, you know, that's real. I mean, you're, you're a single mom, you, you work full time, you're, you do a podcast, your plate is full. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you have to just know when I call those days, my robe days, when Mm -hmm. I've just really had enough, I just put my robe on and I stay home I would stay in my robe every day. Honestly. That's my life right now. Yeah. (laughs) Now you want to put on real clothes. I I remember feeling like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have different obstacles than all of you. My obstacles are I, I, um, I could run ahead and go to the gym instead. Mm. I could go do my errands. I can make scheduled breakfast meetings. I can just talk with my husband. I can sleep in. I can, I have more options. No one's depending on me um, uh, in the morning like they did for years. And so um, I have to just discipline myself that nothing gets done before that. I Mm. just get up and I have a routine and I go and Paul and I sit in the den together. We have our quiet times together, although we don't talk much. Um, I'm in the word, I journal, I pray. Um, It's easy for me to spend a lot of time in the word because I love God's word and I teach the Bible. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not cheating that prayer time which is an obstacle for me. And um, sometimes, too, I feel like I'm so overwhelmed with so many prayers for people and things. And, you know, there's 18 of us in the family now. Mm-hmm. It was five, three kids. But now it's 18 with all the grandchildren and um, the spouses. So um, I can feel overwhelmed. And, I'll, and so then I'll just have to break it down. Today I'll just pray for the family. And tomorrow I'll go outside the family. Um, so those are some of my obstacles. And you, Bev, is um, she? Is it ten a.m. You won't do anything past or eleven a.m. before? I know. I know. I, I know. I I only make exception for this because mm-hmm. your schedule is so limited. But I really I don't like to schedule anything before much uh, before eleven. She won't, mm-hmm. and she so she'll take like that to, time. Yeah, mm-hmm. for quiet time, exercise, and then get ready. So that takes me till about eleven, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my mother-in-law did this, and she was one of my dear mentors. And she always stayed in bed in the morning and just had her quiet time, ate her oatmeal in bed with her little parakeet who would mm, eat parakeet. oatmeal with her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, um, I just looked at that as a young mom and thought, uh, I long for that day. Mm-hmm. I'm there now. Mm-hmm. And I really want to linger. I, I just, I'm not going to make any kind of exception. Not, nothing's really that important. I, unless it's, you know, it has to be really a big deal or there's no other way around it. But otherwise I protect it. Mm-hmm. I protect it because when you have a lot of time, you can waste a lot of time yeah. and mm-hmm. you can put your time in the wrong things. Mm. That's a, that's a, that's a good, it's something to look forward to, but there is something to be said about you. I feel like I get more done when I have more going on. Well, they say, if you want to get something done, ask a busy person. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I okay, I got, I got 10 if minutes. So here it goes. insanity or not, I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> All right. Delaney, what else do we want to ask these dear women about today? Yeah, I think I would just want to know, like, for the woman who is listening, um, 
how would you encourage them like with your life stage? Like if they're listening, they're in the same life stage as you. How would you encourage them um, in having a daily time with the Lord? And let's start with Nicole. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, just if I was to encourage a woman, I would say, know your why. Kind of know know why you you desire quiet time. So that's that's gonna really help you to prioritize that. So for me, it's it's more intimacy with God. That mm. that's why I'm doing it. Um, so to really know why you're doing it, I mean, do you want to grow in, you know, in wisdom in a certain area? Do you want him to guide you in, you know, a certain situation? Um, just really know your why. And I, I mean, I feel like personally, um, I know that my, my, my vertical relationship with the Lord really affects my horizontal relationships with Mm -hmm. my husband and my kids who I interact with the most. So I know when I don't have that time, I know that it affects me and my relationships. So I would say uh, to just really uh, kind of what Bev was saying, start start small, start with just a little bit each day. Because, you know, when I look at my day and I look at the things that I want to get done, um, nothing is eternal like spending time with the Lord. That's yeah. an eternal choice. And... Um, so I would I would just encourage, you know, starting small and really knowing why you, you desire to grow in your relationship with God, um, because you can do it, even if it mm-hmm. feels um, overwhelming, even if it feels like, I don't know where I would find the time. And, you know, God will help you. So I would say pray and ask him to show you what that looks like for you, because I know even just the four of us here, we all have... Um, the Holy Spirit has convicted us in different ways of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's not a one size fits all. So what works for me might not work for someone else, but it's, it's all about seeking him yeah. and, and a relationship with him. It is not one size fits all. I love that you said that. And it also changes in your yes. own life. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Depending on the season mm-hmm. you're in. And so what works for you for now might not work for you for later. And um, I love that you that that is what is motivating you that like that heart posture of like, all right, I want to have intimacy with the Lord is that, that is really motivating. And I feel like keeping that in mind should help us kind of create those systems where, um, put those in place in our own life of when we can have our time with the Lord. But what about you, Lauren? One of the passages that Jeannie, my mother-in-law shared with me, very early on was Isaiah forty eleven, which says, He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Mm. And for me, that has just been such an encouragement. God is gently leading me through this mm-hmm. very fresh season of motherhood. And so my encouragement to women would just be to lean on his grace and trust that he's gently leading you through this season. And as I encourage you, I'm speaking that into my own heart <laughs> because I need that reminder mm-hmm. all the time. But then obviously just kind of other things that I said, just utilize those down times. There's so much downtime. And if you um, have a husband who loves the Lord, encourage him to encourage you and to help you recognize when you really just need that time without a baby in your arms yeah. to just be 
literally alone with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I could add a couple of things to that. I would want to encourage women to have some accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gone through seasons where uh, one of the gals in my prayer group, uh, we held each other accountable for a month. Every week when we got together for prayer, all of us, there's six of us in our group, uh, we would show each other where we wrote it down, how much time in prayer and how much time in the word, both. And that was a tremendous help for me. It really helped me get started. Also, that five minutes a day and talking to that woman at work, that accountability of speaking about it, being with someone. And when I mentor women, I have them keep track of their quiet time for three months. And I think when you do a habit like that for that length of time, like I said, it can start out feeling like so legalistic and discipline and uh, but by golly, (laughs) they're getting it done. Mm. They're getting it done because they know they have to put it on writing and I will look, my eyes will see that. So, um, and I, you know, I'm very gracious. Oh, I, couple days missed, you know, that, that happens, that happens. Um, but I think accountability is really helpful for us. We like to be accountable, you know, to meet a friend at the gym or whatever, but let's meet a friend in the quiet time or text someone when you've had a quiet time. I, you get creative with the accountability mm-hmm. piece. Yeah, I th- and sometimes I love what you said too because sometimes like discipline precedes that heart disposition. It did for me for sure. Yeah, sometimes you gotta plan it, put it in place, and then you allow your heart to catch up. Right. Um, I am like that too, and I am also a person where I have to schedule it. Like mm-hmm. how yes, you do. I you know you pl- you plan it out. Yes. Like mm-hmm. this is my time from this time to this time, so that it is not something that can be easily missed. Like I like what right. you said, uh, Nicole. About it's like an appointment that you're scheduling. You, we schedule everything else. Exactly. So why would we not schedule this? No, okay, mm-hmm. this is early morning. We're recording this, and I w- was going to set my clock. What time am I going to set my clock for this morning? Yeah. And I I had to add in. 45 minutes for my quiet time. Mm-hmm. And and I knew that then I would need 45 minutes to, to get presentable. And then I'd need 20 minutes to drive here. And so I just backed it up. And mm-hmm. that was the time I had to get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Planning. Plan it out. Like it, it is that important. But in certain stages of life, there's no planning. I remember going yeah. to my knees and having a, a, a one-year-old crawl on my back, you know. Mm-hmm. And I... You know what, women, I miss those days. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I miss those days. I Mm -hmm. miss those days of praying in the middle of the night. Um, I I miss those days of seeing those kids in the back seat. So, you know, don't wish those days away because even when you get to be my age and this stage of life, there's still going to be obstacles Mm -hmm. uh, for doing a quiet time. So um, seriously, treasure those little ones. Mm-hmm. That's super encouraging. That's can really I, encouraging. Can I ask a question really Yeah, quick? of course. An encouragement to me, but I'm sure to others. So I know all of you love that uninterrupted time with the Lord, mm-hmm. going deep into his word, but you've also been saying that utilize those five minute, 10 minute exactly. chunks of time. So how how do you really get fed in those short mm-hmm periods of time because I'm struggling to I see how. I think you how. said it already. Mm-hmm. You said mm-hmm. you've been listening to podcasts. You've been uh, reading and listening to mm-hmm. the Bible. Um, I think you can, uh, Ruth Graham said, Billy's wife said, she just left her Bible open yeah. on the counter when mm-hmm. she had That's all these young kids say. and parenting alone. I mean, mm-hmm. this dear woman, for the Lord's sake, just really raised her kids 
alone mm-hmm. most of the time. So um, she didn't have time either, but she kept her Bible open and just keep gentle reminders around maybe would, would help. But I think, Lauren, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you are too. And I think the Holy Spirit can speak to you in one second of time. Like, I think sometimes we think that in order to hear the Lord, we need to be, okay, here, I'm perfectly positioned and I'm this and I'm this and I'm this, but the Holy Spirit can give you that little thing that you need in one moment. And that's what I felt when I was in your, your season was, um, okay, I feel really impatient, frustrated right now. And the spirit would bring a scripture to mind or would just gently remind me through the encouragement of someone else or just, I would feel like I would hear, maybe hear him in my head <laughs> or just something like, yeah. and he would give me something that I could just have in that moment. Um, like he's, he's our daily bread, right? Mm-hmm, so yeah. like he's giving you that little thing that you need to get you through that day. Yeah, and you, so you just living your life with him. Yeah. I, I live my life with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it starts with a daily quiet time, but I, I don't just shut him out, you know, after eight thirty. It's praying without ceasing. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. living with him. It's, yeah. it's more than even prayer. It's living in his presence, living yeah. aware that he's with me in all things yeah. and that he's always accessible to me um, is, is just a beautiful thing. And it's really just, it's a heart posture. It's like what Bev was saying, like your Bible's open, your heart's open. Mm. Whatever he will give you that day, mm-hmm. he, he will, because you're seeking him all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> It's a good oh, question. I know. I know. <laughs> Lauren, we are just all feeling it What's for you right secret? here. What is the, <laughs> the secret? secret? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The secret is, do you have the desire? Yeah. So listeners, this is maybe a good thing to kind of land on here is, do you have a desire for this? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, ask the Lord for it. Mm-hmm. And then ask him where to put it into your life mm-hmm. and help you to be disciplined with it. And for the, where you are at right now, where does that, what does that look like right now for you? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we have to, we can't even do a quiet time without him. Mm-hmm. We can. Mm-hmm. Will you, um, Bev, just pray for these women and um, we'll close. All right. Lord God, these three women in front of me, they all love you and want to seek you. They want you in their life every moment. And so, Father, all of us here and the listeners, we want to have this special time with you every day. Would you give us that desire? Would you create in us um, a plan? Show us where and how and what? Would you bring people alongside of us to encourage us in this discipline? Would it go from discipline to just a longing and a thirst for him every day of our lives? Would you use this time to enliven our faith, to grow us deeper, to make us better stewards of all that we have, to make us servants, servants like Christ who served others unselfishly. Father, we know the importance of time with you. May we put it as of first importance, the things of the Lord. And I pray, Father, that each woman in each life stage would feel your love, your approval, and your guidance as she seeks to have this. And we pray all of this in that mighty, beautiful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She's Becoming.